Good evening, Chicago, and welcome back to The Table on Air, your primary source for learning about what's new, what's happening, and what's what in black LGBTQ culture. I'm your host, Darius Caffey, and I thank you for showing up to this space. We're about to get real, real, a little deep, and maybe a little teary, but we're gonna have some fun, so stick around for the ride. In this week's main event, we're joined by one of Gen Z's most powerful voices. But first, let's dive into the latest and greatest in this week's Black Report. The other day I was talking to one of my cousins about the show and he said to me, you know, you're starting to look so comfortable up there. It looks like you finally found a safe place to just be yourself. And I had to stop to think about it for a moment. I really have. We really have. So I thank all of y'all for helping me finally get here. We've created a space here together that hopefully champions everyone, not just me, to help them feel a lot more comfortable no matter where they are in this world. Whether it's at home, at work, at the club, or in the streets, I'm doing this so that we can all find more safe places to just be 100% ourselves. And I know I'm not alone, but sometimes we need that reminder that tells us that what we're doing is enough. That in some way, big or small, we're making a difference. I needed that reminder because as a queer person of color for so much of my life, I've been used to feeling uncomfortable around most people, doing most things, and even visiting most spaces. I've just been accustomed to not feeling safe in the places that I've been in or hung around simply because of who I am. But I was tired of that. We deserve to have spaces of comfort, support, and love just like everyone else, even if it means creating it ourselves to get it, and ain't nothing wrong with that. So, in the spirit of creating things for comfortability, because sometimes I've been needing the spirit to move me, let's talk about the new partnership between GLAAD and the NFL. In an interview on Amazon Music, media correspondent Ryan Mitchell recently announced that they'll be spending a lot more time this season highlighting more ways for the LGBTQ community to be more seen and heard in sports, y'all. Now it goes without saying that this first of its kind moment will continue to shape history as we know it. I'm just glad that we get to be here to see it. And hopefully, just hopefully, it inspires other platforms to do the same. That's the wrap on our Black Report with the QUE. And until next week, keep finding ways to celebrate yourself. Gracing us with his presence at the table for this week's main event segment is Morehouse graduate, content creator, king of partnerships, and co-host for the Creative Collective's CultureCon 2023, the corporate baddie, DeAndre Brown. Hello, hello. Welcome to the table, my friend. How are you? I am phenomenal, and I'm so happy and thankful that you wanted me here on your show. Like, this is phenomenal. And I was listening a little earlier, and I just, I'm loving what you're doing. I'm loving your message, and it's so impactful, um, especially for young, I think of younger, like, queer people, and how, black queer people specifically. So, it's really very impactful what you're doing, and yeah. Thank you. Sorry, I'm like, I'm talking about my... Oh, no, you're good. Look, I receive it. We usually don't get into it before we get to the questions. Yeah. So I really do appreciate it, though, because this is, you know, while we're here, to yeah. be able to have these moments, to celebrate all of our community, regardless of age, regardless of profession, to really celebrate you and us for just doing what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, I find so much value and power in our experiences and our stories at all stages of yeah. our journey. So I really just wanted to come and give you your flowers, you know, oh, while we're you. here. 
in the stage that you are in now mm -hmm. so that we can continue to champion you and all the things that you're growing into. I appreciate that. Of course. I really do. Of course. So we're going to get into it. Okay. Real quick. Let's I know do it. The people are ready. Oh. <laughs> There's so much that we can cover, mm -hmm. but hopefully we cover enough of it in the short amount of time that we have together, DeAndre. Mm -hmm. But you have a lot of light, so I want the people to be able to feel that light as well. Perfect. So, thank you. To kick us off, it's gonna get a little bit personal. Okay. But I would love for you to share a little bit more about who DeAndre Brown is outside of what other people know as the corporate baddie. I know that's mm -hmm. a large persona. It's a large part of what you're doing right now, but I know there's so much more to you. So I want people to be able to see that as well. Yeah, I think I can just, I'll start and I'll just give a little bit of background about me. Let's like, do it. I grew up in um, Chicago, South Side, South Suburbs, depending on who you ask. And because you know they gonna ask. <laughs> they ask, you know, and people are like, you're not from Chicago. Anyways, you're not from <laughs> Chicago because this, that. Um, but I, um, I, I think that a lot of about me and what even got me into the work that I do now as the corporate baddie really just stems from my childhood. Just being passionate about something and loving something and then watching the society and the world like shoot it down and tell me that's not good enough. And I, I got that a lot when I was like in Catholic school yeah. and feeling like I have to, had to conform to something. And then I think after, after doing that, when I was away to college, I was still doing in the, com the conforming. But I think after spending a lot of time with myself and just with who I was and learning about me as a person, that's when I was able to really just say, you know what? I'm gonna do something for me because yeah. I'm no longer listening to what everyone else says. Um, and I think that's just something really big about myself outside of just the brand I've created and outside of the things that I do on a day to day. Right. It's just being able to learn me and being able to know what I love and to see that what the world is, what the world sees and um, what the world says doesn't matter and it's all about what you see and what you believe. Yeah. And that's just a huge part of me that I really, um, I'll say that I really connect with now in my life, at this time in my life. Um, so yeah. And you deserve to sit in that, to really like feel the power in your ability. Yeah. You know, you've had a lot of experience and you're growing in a lot of the experiences that you're doing now, mm -hmm. but you also deserve to, you know, really sit there and see the value in the things that you're doing, really give yourself those flowers, you yeah. know, for all the things you've been able to accomplish and all the milestones that you've been able to reach, you know, doing the things that you do regardless of what people say, because they gonna say it regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. them. And I just think that it's especially like growing up, for me, I'll give my experience personally, growing up black and gay, I always felt like I needed to somewhat just conform to society in other ways mm -hmm. so that I um, am, am valued and respected. Yeah. And my way of doing that was, you know, doing a straight path, like going to college and then getting a phenomenal job mm -hmm. right out of college and doing all of these things. And, you know, by doing that, it's like I was losing, you know, you begin to lose value in who are you really? Like, yeah. yes, your sexuality is, a, that's a part of me, right? But there's so much other forms and so much more that is a part of me and that makes me different and unique from the next individual and feeling like I had to conform in those ways, uh, I think really was what set me back and left me unhappy and mm. living in Dallas. Talk about it. Because uh, I lived in Dallas right after I graduated and just 
you know, being with myself and just not liking what I was doing on a day to day and things like that. And I think that, I mean, and not even just for me, but for a lot of young people and older people too, yeah. um, social media is now, is, you know, it's seen as a escape and it's seen as a place where you can just be the person you want to be and be the person that you desire to be and to be seen as. Um, and I think that's what was so powerful about it for me and my journey and just like with the becoming of who I am, mm. you know? Come on, becoming. <laughs> so. You better quote Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> we Yo, love Michelle. <laughs> we do. This is the Obama stand household and studio right Absolutely. here. But no, I resonate with that so much with, you know, doing the typical things that people expect you to do and conforming to society and going mm. away to school and getting this dream job that, you know, at some point probably fueled a lot of your passions, but yeah. you knew that it wasn't where you were destined to be in that moment. Right. So I feel that so much because I feel like I'm also in that space right now in my mm -hmm. life. So being able to see that from other people, and I know it's not just us, yeah. you know, who are going through these things, who are figuring out next steps, but who are else using our experiences and our resources and our network mm -hmm. to find more passion and find more motivation to continue to do the things that we're doing. So I want to ask, when you decided to finally take that leap of faith, what did that moment feel like for you? Um, those are very scary moments, you yeah. know, it's like, I'm, it's probably still scary. Yeah, it is. I mean, and <laughs> just be honest, the more you're in it, the more you see like the ups and the downs of it all. Yeah. And like, um, but I think for me in the moments, it was terrifying, just not knowing what's to come, what's going to happen, but just knowing that it will happen and knowing that, and I, I think that I'll be honest, I got a little lucky because I had such a huge audience and platform where people were telling me, do it, you're gonna succeed, you're gonna yeah. do it. And then I think about it and I think about like friends and other people my age, um, and not even just people my age, like people like my mother and stuff, like taking those leaps now too. Yeah. And just realizing that they don't have the same support that I had when it comes to that. Right. And although mom was brave, I think people in those situations are a lot more brave too is because you're taking these these leaps with nobody there to support you nobody in your corner and it's just you know um it's a scary experience but um great risk you know with great risk comes great reward mm -hmm. and you know i think it's something where you have to continue to just get your mind out of bad spaces and always put yourself in a great mindset and just Think of the good. And it comes with, I know this is a popular thing now, being delusional. You just have to be delusional because- I mean, but isn't that what dreaming is all about, being delusional? That's what it, I, I look, I agree 100% <laughs> with that. But you know, people, a lot of people, and I think that we can sit here and like, even talk about that and have that conversation is because we both have that mindset, but a lot of people just don't yeah. have that mindset where it's like, it's like, they're delusional to them is the book definition where it's like you're just thinking too much you're doing too much like it's not gonna happen like be for real but for us it's like yeah i'm delusional but my delusions are going to become our reality yeah and at some point yeah at i'm some gonna make point. it happen one way or another it's happening we're so. here <laughs> <laughs> and we're both doing it and cheers to that you know cheers to that. <laughs> 
I'm Hugo Balta, host of Three Questions With. There is an urgent need to increase the number of judges who have spent their careers representing underserved populations. One candidate that the Cook County Democratic Party did endorse is Judge James Murphy Aguilu. Appellate court justices, you're still looking at percentages that are not representative of our community. Join us on Wednesdays at 7.30 in the evening via Channel 19, streaming on CanTV.org and the CanTV Plus app. With your background in performing arts mm -hmm. and your background in business, mm -hmm. how do you foresee that projecting or changing your future? Um, I think that having the background of both really helps me and kind of gives me a leg up in even the things that I do now yeah. because it's, it's like, different fields. Yeah, they're, they're, well, I would say they're completely different, but they're actually more similar than you think. I think a lot of people, especially creatives, when you're first starting, you don't have the team. You don't have people there that are going to give you your wardrobe, people that are going to answer this email and do all of that. The it's logistics. Like, right. You're doing all of that yourself starting off, you know? And I think that me having the background of the creative side and also having this business background as well gives me a leg up only for the simple fact that I can do it all, mm -hmm. you know? And now, You better like, talk, yo, <laughs> you know? It. Yeah. And it's like now I'm lucky to be at a place where I don't have to do it all. Yeah. But when I first started, I did it all. And I'll be honest, sometimes I'll be like, mm, let me do it all. Like, I got it, you know? Because it's like you just know how certain things should be done. Um, and I think that that gives me a leg up for the future and whatever I decide to do. If I decide to go into, I don't know, a career in acting, if I decide to go into television or anything of that sort, I know that I can run it from both sides of the scale. And not even, even if I'm not running it necessarily, I can have a look into it and understand what's happening. Because I think a lot of times, especially I'll speak for influencing specifically, people get into this and they're just the creative. They're the ones that come up with the brilliant ideas, the brilliant content that millions of people see, mm -hmm. but they're not thinking about, well, if they, if they wanna make it a business, they're not thinking at the time, oh, brand deals, et cetera, et cetera. Not knowing that with brand deals comes contracts and all of these other things. Um, and then a lot of people get screwed over because of that. Yeah, they do. We Talk about that. And especially people of color. Like, I see so many videos of creators. Like, even me, I'll be honest, I even worked with brands in the beginning where they own my content for like really the, my whole life. But, yeah. but you people know, people don't know that. They don't. They don't understand those contracts. They don't understand the jargon that yeah. some of these companies and corporations come with. And they use that as a tactic yeah. to get you into things or to not say certain things and have you, you know, performing in a certain way. So I'm glad that that has been something that's been brought to the light for you. Yeah. And hopefully other people will, you know, be more conscious of this as well as they're out content creating, as they're out engaging with different partnerships and networks, because that can make or break a lot of people's lifestyles. Yeah, it can. And I think it just extends so far outside of just content. You know, I use content as an example because that's what I do and that's where I first got my experience and how the business side and the creative side um, collab, collab, wait, yeah, how they coexist, I'll say. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you also see this with artists and um, actors and other people who are just getting started and have a dream and have so much talent, yeah. 
but because they don't understand both sides, sometimes it can ruin a lot of great things. Yeah. Um, and it's overwhelming for a lot of people yeah. to figure out a lot of those things, even if you have a team. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my God, it's just so much, so many moving parts yeah. to a lot of these different industries. People don't realize until you get there. As any other entrepreneur knows, because it's entrepreneurship too. Crazy. Sometimes, <laughs> it's, isn't it insane? Like. I feel like a lot of times I am just throwing things at the wall and yeah. seeing what sticks. Yeah, I just said that earlier. Because yeah. <laughs> that's how it feels. But I don't know. There's so much beauty in that to me, too. And I never take that for granted, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to add on to yeah. that. Because I feel like a lot of this is really just entrepreneurship. Yeah. The ins and outs of it, the ebbs and flows, yeah. figuring it out day by day. And figuring out how to give more voice to your younger version self mm -hmm. and you know how to champion more things that truly come from inside of you so thinking of ways to champion more versions of ourselves and even the people around us mm -hmm. what do you feel is the most powerful i want to say maybe aspect or piece of gen z right now because i know that you are in this space where a lot of people see you as this more powerful voice, you know, for the generation. But I know that sometimes that may not be where your head is at. That's not, you know, fully who DeAndre is. Mm -hmm. But just from being, you know, in community and understanding other people, what to you has been the most powerful thing from Gen Z? That's a good question. I think for me, the most powerful thing about Gen Z, it kind of ties back into like what I stated earlier. I see so many people my age and a little older, not that much, but a little older than me, um, really stepping into the things that they want to do and the things that they love to do and not trying to follow what others tell them to do. Yeah. And I mean, you see it with me, but I mean, I talked like I have a lot of friends that are around the same age as me also feeling the same thing. And I think a lot of Gen Z's kind of just go against what we are. They go against the status quo and it makes, it looks silly to the rest of the world, but like we understand it because it's placed inside of us. Mm -hmm. So we get it. And we're not afraid to run with that yeah. and not look back and, and look at what be. other, right. And I mean, that's, it's great. And I think while a lot of other generations, some generations love it. And others are like, oh, they're scared for the future. And the only reason I can see them being scared for the future is because they're afraid we're going to fit. Well, we already have, but they don't want us <laughs> to figure out this game of life. Yeah. And like the whole, like I saw something on TikTok the other day and they were talking about the fact that I'm, that people work until they're like 50 or 60 for someone else to then have like 10 more years of their life to yeah. live, you know? Yeah. And it's like, Life should be lived throughout our entire life. It shouldn't just be lived at retirement after you know when you're retired. Crazy. You know, um, and I and I just love that about Gen Z. And I do think, and I'll be honest, I think a lot of the reason why so many Gen Z do have this mindset is because we grew up with social media all around us, mm -hmm. um, social media and the internet. So we have had access to certain things that other people or other generations, I'll say, have not had access to. Um, but I think it's really powerful. And I honestly do believe that with the direction that Gen Z is going, we really will make long lasting change within society, even though now everyone looks at us as chaotic. But as we get older and as we start to really 
dive into the things we love into the things that we're passionate about and doing eventually those would be the things that change then that could change the whole trajectory of our society so yeah uh, yeah, you gotta cause a little ruckus to change things up. I mean, when you think of all the most successful these billionaire businesses, and you listen to their stories, they all tell you the same thing: like they did things against the status yep. quo. Amazon didn't become Amazon by just going to school, and you know, you know, he they dropped out of he dropped out of school and dropped out of Harvard, you know, to make what's now what one of the greatest companies of our time so it's like yeah I think it's just important to you know that's what I love about us and we see it with other generations but you don't see it as mainstream as wide stream as you see it with ours so mm -hmm. I don't know I'm always really excited for what's to come yeah you know I feel like I don't know I just see so much greatness with us and then I talk to other people that are like-minded and have the same like mindset as me and we talk about visions and things that we want for the future. And it's like the fact that we're so young and we can already dream and see these things without other people's, without other people's acknowledgement. If they don't, you know, if they don't acknowledge it, it's like phenomenal to me. So. Yeah. It's that word of possibilities. Yeah. It really is. So I'm glad that we get to talk about that more expansively because I don't think that some, a lot of people get that opportunity yeah. to really, you know, dive more into understanding what this journey looks like and the ins and outs of it, you know, the scariness of it, but also the learning journey. Yeah. Cause I think that that's really all what nerves and being afraid is all about is really not knowing. And the more that you know, the less afraid you become. So I'm glad that you've been able to teach me something just from this, you know, conversation that we've been mm -hmm. able to have. But I'm glad that we get to share this with the rest of the world. Yeah with the rest of Chicago to let them know about all the great things that are happening, all the ways that you know, we're finding community, that we're finding support, to let them know that it's out there yeah. for them as well, because it's powerful, you know, not only just to be here to talk about these things, but also to see it yeah. for other people. So thank you, DeAndre, for being a light and being that example for other people to see, to let them know that there are other possibilities and opportunities out there for them. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. We're going to take a little bit of a break okay. real quick. We're going <laughs> to hop into a very fun game. All righty. But Chicago will be back really quickly after this commercial break. And now for Open Space, an opportunity for us to let go, be free, and just live. Stick around for the vibes. So, DeAndre. Hello, hello again. <laughs> We're coming back for a little bit of a game. Uh-oh, so I'm scared. Don't be scared. It's real simple. It's real comfy, you know, Is the it? game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so hopefully you're ready. You're ready. Sometimes this games can scare me, so. <laughs> me too. That's why I don't play a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> this one's called Let's Get Cozy. Okay. So we're going to get a little bit in your business, but Ooh. not too much for okay. real. Okay, okay, okay. So you want first, the tea. <laughs> I always want the tea, <laughs> you know. So first question, what's something in your closet that makes you feel the most cozy? Mm. Is it them Chanel pearls? <laughs> <laughs> That's the inside joke. <laughs> I think something in my closet that makes me feel cozy. I have so much stuff in my closet. Um, hmm. Come on, Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> I'll say. Ooh, ooh, I have it, I have it, I have it. I have this one Tom Brown jacket that I just live by. Mm -hmm. And it's almost to the point where people are like, 
girl, I'm so sick of seeing that jacket. Mm. You know, you know, you have you pieces where it's like, it. yeah, but that's something that it just means so much to my insides. Yeah. Where it's like, I just have to have it all the time. Yeah. So you put it on yeah. your like that you're, you're that girl. Yeah, I just it just gives me a whole new persona. Mm. You know, okay. it's like Sasha Fierce comes out. Oh, different personality. Corporate baddie comes out. No, no, <laughs> it's not a corporate no, baddie type of thing. Another but. version of you. <laughs> What's something in your closet that makes you feel confident? Ooh, I know it, okay. <laughs> I have a pair of these, um, what are they called? The Mason Meyer, they're like those, Margella. what are the, the tabbies? Tabbies, they're a pair of tabbies and I, when I wear them, you know, you hear the click clacking mm. and I Sound used like to be, yeah. Mm, and I used yeah. to be very scared to wear that in public mm. because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want people like, oh, he has on heels. He has this. But now I'm just like, girl, I'll get a taller heel. You know you what I mean? It's like, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's something that just makes me, I don't know. I, I feel so confident when I wear it now. And that's so important to me because I used to feel like not confident at all putting mm. that on. So. Okay. Big balls. Yeah. Kiki Palmer. <laughs> Where do you feel the most comfortable? At home. Mm. Yeah, I just like being at home in my own space with myself. It's just such a comfortable feeling to me. I don't know. I, I don't blame you. I'm yeah. with you. I feel that wholeheartedly. I feel like when your home's comfortable, you're comfortable. Yeah. And you don't want to run the streets all the time. And that's just be me. Like, I just like being at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With a good candle, a good glass of champagne um, and if i'm feeling like frisky and i want to stay up and maybe go out and afterwards an espresso martini and you know just okay that's you bring my vibe. the club to your home I <laughs> bring the club home yes. yes where do you feel the most confident in public okay can you explain people. that a little more yeah because it's, it's similar to the whole thing about what in my closet makes me feel confident and being around people, I feel the most confident because it's one of those things where I have to train myself to mm -hmm. be confident around people. Um, I do still have like a little bit of um, social anxiety here and there, yeah. but you know, I, you know, you I just learn how to turn myself on and just know like with any space I go into, anywhere I go, you are here for a reason. Show them who you are. Don't be afraid to express yourself fully. Yep. And I think that shows with me throughout my day to day. Um, I'm just very myself and very confident when I walk into rooms. And I do have to give myself the pep talk. As you should. But once the pep talk, after the pep talk comes, after I'm done with the pep talk, oh, I strut <laughs> and I just go in and I make my presence known, you know? Yeah, so, sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Sometimes that's really all it takes to get the day started, to get the momentum going. It's mm -hmm. a little bit of a pep talk. Yeah. Some encouraging words for not anybody else, but for ourselves, because sometimes yeah. we need that. Yeah. So I'm glad that you got to give me and hopefully the rest of our community, some of those encouraging words. Because mm -hmm. this has been a beautiful conversation. A lot of beautiful gems have been dropped. The things have been said. So hopefully people have taken note of it, you know, and really, like I said earlier, really feel that light that you bring to the table, that you bring to our community and share that, you know, with other people that are around them as well, because hopefully this work is encouraging them to do that. So thank you again, DeAndre, for being here, 
for sharing space with me and bringing all of your energy, you know, to our set and to our people. So I really am grateful for all of this. But before we wrap, okay. is there anything that you would like to leave to the people? Anywhere for them to contact you? Yeah, What's I mean, deets? as always, I'm DeAndre Brown, also the corporate baddie, and I can be found on everything at I'm Dre Brown. That's my socials. And if you're more corporate and you're more profesh, even I get on LinkedIn, and I can be found on LinkedIn at DeAndre Brown as well, just DeAndre Brown. Um, yeah, and I'm super excited. Thank you for having me here again. Of course. This has been a phenomenal conversation. And I love this game, even though I want to know more about your closet. But we can talk about that We'll get there. there. Behind the scenes. <laughs> Behind the scenes. But yeah, thank you again. I appreciate it. You of course. Me. Of course, boo. Well, with the energy shared in our space tonight, Chicago, I hope that you all feel encouraged and supported in everything that you do. There are possibilities out there waiting on you. And as long as you're finding more ways to be yourself, it'll find you. So just keep going. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at CanTVChicago and Closet Unlocked to stay up to date on all the things that are happening. And you know we'll be back next week with more Black queer folks being represented at the table. But until then, thanks for watching. Peace. <laughs>